Hi, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, I'm going to be talking about 1031 exchanges and self-directed IRAs. And I'm going to show you why they're more similar than you think. So it's very interesting because a lot of people talk about the benefits of doing a 1031 exchange. And I'm not a real estate attorney. I was a tax attorney for nine years. And actually, my, the first article I ever wrote, my first year associate at a law firm called White & Case, which is a major international law firm in New York City, the first article I wrote was actually on 1031 exchanges. But actually, the partner that I did it for barely gave me any credit for it. So I'm not even sure my name appears in the article, but this was almost 20 years ago. So 1031s have always been something I've been interested in. I've never actually done one personally, but I've written an article on it. And it has the same tax concepts and benefits of a self-directed IRA. What are those benefits? It's all about the concept of deferral, right? In a retirement account, the benefit of a retirement account is your money grows without tax. That's called deferral, compounded returns. And that's what Albert Einstein, Warren Buffett say is the eighth wonder of the world. 1031s are kind of similar, right? Because you're deferring your gain. You own a property investment property, for example. And now instead of paying the tax, the capital gains tax and maybe some ordinary income under depreciation recapture, you're going to basically defer that gain by finding a replacement property and then keeping the deferral process going, going, going. So it has the same foundations and principles of a self-directed IRA where you buy a piece of property for $100,000, for example, you sell it for $200,000 and that $200,000 goes into your IRA without tax. And now you keep going. You buy another property for two hundred, sell for four hundred, and on so on and so forth until you take a distribution. Or in the case of a Roth, you use that money without tax. Ten thirty ones are the same idea, right? You find a property, you buy it, you then decide to sell it. You have forty five days to find a replacement property, and then you have one hundred eighty days from that point to close. And of course, you have requirements like it has to be written and there's certain requirements the money has to be an escrow and there's 1031 rules that you need to follow in order to get the benefits of deferral but it's again it's the same principles and a lot of people don't realize that 1031s and self-directed IRAs are basically one of the same it's all about deferral and maximizing your returns in fact you can actually do a 1031 with an IRA why would you ever do that really only one instance. And that is if you have leverage in an IRA that generates UBIT. So what's leverage? Leverage is a loan. So for example, if you put $100,000 in a IRA and you borrowed $100,000 on a non-recourse basis, so now you have 200,000 and you buy a property and it goes up a lot in value. And if you sell it and you still have that loan outstanding in an IRA, you have to pay up to 37% tax on the profits that is associated with the loan. So for example, if you put in 100 grand from your IRA and you borrowed 100,000, you have a debt to equity ratio of 50-50. So if you sold the property for $500,000 of gain, 250,000 of that gain would be subject to a 37% tax, which is pretty steep. So what you can do is you can do a 1031, which allows you to find another property and that's equal or, or more value and then defer the tax you would pay on that UBTI because you're not selling the actual property. So that's really the only instance you would do a 1031 with an IRA. 
You don't need a 1031 with an IRA, but for that example, because the beauty of IRAs is, as I mentioned, you don't pay tax. You buy a property of 200000 sell it for $8 million, no tax on an IRA. You're deferring it. In the case for Roth, never tax, so long as the Roth's been open five years and you're 59 and a half. So 1031s are great. I think if you do a Roth self-directed IRA, it's super more, it's way more powerful and super more tax efficient because you're not just deferring, you're eliminating tax. As a tax lawyer, I would rather pay no tax than defer it. Deferring is better than paying it, but never paying it is the maximum benefit. So a Roth self-directed IRA to me is way better than a 1031. 1031s are great if you have properties you own personally and you want to defer and you still want to be in the real estate game and you believe in the real estate marketplace, then it's a great way of deferring gains. Uh, prominent real estate families have done it. Kushner's did it with billions of dollars of real estate in New York and New Jersey, deferring the tax the last 10 years. And it's a wonderful way of leveraging what you have and buying new properties without paying tax. But again, you've got to stay in the real estate world. You've got to find replacement property. You've got the 45-day, the 180 rule. Um, and there's obviously regulations you got to follow to keep and maximize uh, the benefits and make sure you comply with the 1031 rules. But all in all, they're very much alike. They be, they're all both the 1031 and the self-directed IRA are based on the same tax principles of deferral. Prior to the Trump tax plan, you could actually do 1031s with not just real estate, but also potentially securities, even potentially cryptos. But the law changed, and now it's only relegated to real estate. So 1031s can only be used for real estate. And mostly it's done for investment properties, whether it's commercial or residential, but it's generally investment properties, not primary residence, because you have the exemption of $500,000 anyways. But it's investment properties, and with a self-directed IRA, same principle, you can buy and sell properties without tax and defer it, or in the case of Roth, never pay tax. So just wanted to kind of bring out that um, these two concepts, 1031 is mostly used if you have personal money and you want to keep investing it without paying tax, which is a great idea. And the self-directed IRA obviously is retirement accounts where you're deferring the tax or not paying it in the case of Roth. Both instances are, I think, very interesting because they take and are based off the powers of deferral compounding return, which to me is the eighth wonder of the world. It's how rich people get even richer and how not so rich people become rich. So I hope you found this podcast interesting and insightful. Thanks for watching, listening. Uh, please subscribe to my channel. Uh, we generally do podcasts each week. So try to keep the topics interesting. I try to combine some current events with retirement and financial topics, kind of bridging them together and um, you know, bringing retirement investments and options and ideas to all of you so you can see that the IRS has given all of us the power to have options and opportunities in our retirement accounts and our retirement investments, and it's up to us to really take advantage of it. So Adam Bergman, thanks for watching and listening, and until next time.